Well done. You found the right piece of land, got the designs as per your liking, and you've got the plans approved. Now all you need is a contractor to actually build it. In this very special episode of the Dubai Real Estate Podcast, I'm going to teach you what you need to look out for while appointing a contractor and how to avoid any nightmares with the contractor. But before we go ahead, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do subscribe to my YouTube channel, hit the notification bell. Your likes and comments are really appreciated. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, please do give us a 5-star rating and review. This really helps us getting discovered. Spotify listeners, please follow. Now let's cue the music. We're officially past the halfway mark to here we're at stage 3 appointing a contractor. Yes. Now this is the stage where things start to get real and uh, there's real building that takes place. So let's start there. Speaking of contractor, can you define what a contractor is? So contractor is basically uh, someone who comes and actually builds the house on your land uh, who's uh, obviously approved uh, has approved license to do that activity in Dubai. And I'll ask again, who is that license with and how do they get it? So uh, they have to get the license uh, from the Dubai municipality and the uh, Dubai Economic Department uh, that uh, they have a contracting license. And uh, they are uh, allowed to carry out this activity in Dubai. So in the previous stage to this, which was design and plans approval, there is a team that puts together the designs of what the yes. house will look like. And we spoke about how they have to satisfy the needs of the investor and the ultimate kind of final user. And then there's a plans approval team. Yes. That needs to satisfy the needs of Dubai municipality. Between those two parties, what kind of documentation do they prepare to hand over to the contractors? So uh, once your plans are all approved and all, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the consultant will prepare something called as working drawings. When you say working drawings, it's basically, you know, the complete set of detailed uh, drawings on what's actually going to be built, how it's going to be built with all the measurements, what's the kind of uh, steel, concrete, what you require. You know, it's a complete detailed set of plans and documents for the contractor to execute work on site. What are some of the things that you might see in there? Would we be talking about the height of the walls, where the power points yeah, I mean, might it, it'll, be? Yeah, it'll have everything right from, you know, the electrical points to the MEPs. Uh, the drainage system, your, uh, you know, the height of the points, the thickness of the wall, uh, you know, uh, the flooring, everything, uh, you know, complete from scratch uh, to the final product, everything which will help the contractor actually execute what you want. And once you've got that into the hand of hands of a contractor, typically what's the first round of feedback that you get from a contractor? What's the response that you can expect from a contractor? I mean, look, uh, when you give that to the contractor, it's to uh, price the contract, okay? Uh, that what is the contractor going to charge to actually build that uh, particular specification. So that is what is uh, the key uh, element when you give it to the contractor is, is to the pricing. Obviously, what happens is sometimes the contractor also, depending on how complex or how easy uh, or how simple uh, what you're building is will have some suggestions or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, objections or some recommendations. Mm -hmm. So being that we're speaking about pricing here, what is the competition like amongst contractors in Dubai? Are there many of them? Is there 
buying or negotiation power on behalf of the investor? I mean, look, there are a lot of contractors in the region and some very good ones as well. Uh, some internationally renowned as well. Uh, there are a lot of uh, contractors and there's a good amount of competition amongst them. Has that generally proven to be advantageous for your investors? There's advantages because, you know, you're not relying just on one or two companies to come and price uh, what you want to build. You have an option of choosing uh, from uh, multiple contractors, uh, whichever, whichever company you feel, uh, you know, deem fit for the job. Mm. Can you expand a little bit on the scope of a contractor in terms of once they've got this documentation, do they supply the materials? How much responsibility lies with the contractor? For uh, look, when it comes to actually building on the site, obviously it's the contractor's responsibility to build. Uh, when it comes to uh, things like you know selection of materials, uh, depending on the type of contract or the con type of arrangement you have uh, with the contractor. There could be, uh, you know, uh, some contractors where, uh, or, or a contract where you are supplying them the material in terms of uh, what you want to put in, or you fix a fixed price and you decide on the specification from day one and then the con contractor goes and procures it. Uh, so there these two ways where you can work. So uh, both the things happen. Sometimes the client wants to provide the material. Sometimes they can. the contractor would go and pro procure it themselves. Great. And if anybody has ever spoken to somebody who's done a piece of construction, delays are sometimes inevitable. And yes. if there's ever a problem or any kind of conflict, it always seems to sometimes point back to the contractors or even subcontractors, people yes. working underneath the main contractor. Before you choose a contractor, are there any red flags you should look out for or any ways to avoid that inevitably happening? One thing is uh, before you choose the contractor, uh, obviously, again, a basic thing here is depending on what you're developing, every contractor has a specified license to build uh, what they are allowed by the Dubai municipality. Uh, so when I say to just put it in simple terms, some contractors have a license, uh, which we call it say G plus one, ground plus one. That means they're they are authorized to only build a structure which is ground plus one floor. Wow. Some have, okay, ground plus four. So they can build only a building up to four floors. Some have uh, an unlimited license, so they are basically uh, eligible to build high rises or any sort of uh, things. This is obviously, there's a process which is screened by the Dubai municipality, the government authority, and, you know, depending on the manpower and the resources a contractor has, they get this license. So obviously you will first, depending on what you're building, you will first screen that, that what sort of a license does the contractor have. The, the second most important thing is you definitely want to go and check what the contractor has delivered, you know, because that is something you will come to know, you know, uh, it was delivered. Uh, obviously, uh, not only that, also you need to see what the contractor's strength is in terms of manpower, resources, uh, and how many projects they are actually carrying out because you need to make sure if, if a contractor takes your job, he has the enough resources to allocate to your site because they might take the job, but if they don't have enough resources ready to allocate, obviously that will cause delays in your project. So that is something which, again, you need to check. And as a consultant, are you able to then look at the service level agreement and the overall contract and advise your client on behalf of that? Or is a lawyer required being that, Construction <coughs> construction companies are federally registered. Yes. What kind of pushback can you get? What kind of government support can you get in the event no, of I'll problem? tell you what, Raj, every contract, uh, you know, uh, which we do, obviously there's a contract in place, <coughs> which is, uh, 
you know a standard format and usually this is the part which the consultant takes care of uh, when it comes to appointing the contractor uh, and obviously we oversee the entire process and we make sure that uh, it's in the benefit uh, and the interest of the client so this is something which obviously we take care of and uh, you know depending on uh, the resources uh, what we are looking at doing we then uh, sit down with the contractor have a chat discuss then we come to know whether yes the guy is fit for the job or no Mm-hmm. based on that we go ahead with it and when a construction company or a contractor presents their prices to you what are some of the typical line items on a quote and could it be the case that if they do source the materials that they might charge a premium over and above the spend on materials what are some of the pricing dynamics look what happens is uh, raj uh, there are different ways of giving a contract uh, one is you give a fixed price contract uh, where you have the boqs uh, you know uh, specified in advance that mm. this so is BOQ and the materials sorry boq uh, the built order quantities mm-hmm. okay so uh, it's it's specified in advance that this is what we want to build this is what we're going to be putting this is the material we want right and the and, and the contractor takes it as a fixed price contract that okay this specification i will build it for this much amount irrespective of the changes in the prices of the materials or anything uh, then you also give a contract based on uh, the you know uh, cost plus percentage where whatever the cost of the material is uh, you are paying contractor a certain percentage to execute the job okay so there are different ways uh, you know i don't want to go into too many technicalities on this but uh, there are a lot of ways uh, when i step into the project with my experience i know how to optimize that cost and we sit down with the contractor not putting the contractor at loss but making sure the client benefits out of the whole thing and making the because this is something where a lot of people who don't have experience can lose a lot of money because if you don't know the contractor will keep on billing something or the other and you don't know whether you actually have to pay for that or no so uh, that's where our expertise comes in and uh, we make sure we optimize the cost for the client so in a world in that world where c- contractors are competing for your business it could also be the case as well then that seemingly a price that appears too high up front is actually appropriate and could save you money in the long term and a price that's too low is there has been put in place just to get the business and then might reveal other costs later this on this can happen raj uh, sometimes uh, you know uh, we've seen that some contractors sometimes bid extremely low just to take the job and then what happens is they keep on adding some of the other variations in the job and try to keep on increasing the billing right so this is something which you need to be very careful while selecting a contractor if someone's bidding extremely low that does not mean that he's uh, you know he's genuinely being cheap the cheapest and it's not necessary someone who's really quoting you a high price will do the best job right so you need to you know you need really need to filter that out and draw a fine line uh, and understand which contractor is going to actually deliver a good product for you you don't need to be you you don't need to be going with the cheapest and nor do you need to be going with the most expensive one you need to be somewhere in between but you need to make sure the product which comes out is the best and when you're qualifying it and doing your due diligence is it normal for an investor or for you or a combination of both of you to go and check out other projects that the construction companies already doing or has done in the past absolutely is, is that even a threat if they've got too many going on at the once at the moment I mean, look, it's not a threat if they've got too many going on if if 
that they have too many going on and all are going well that means the contractor is credible and has the capability of uh, you know doing and has got a team you know so that's not a threat but you know if i go to the site and if i see okay you know there should be at least 50 people working on that project and there's only 10 then that's something of a concern mm. right but if it is going well uh, then that's obviously uh, you know a good sign are there any particular particularly good contractors that fit with certain areas like we've spoken on previous episodes about suburban areas or are there contractors that fit with certain master developers look uh, that is not much but there are certain contractors who specialize in certain things like so there could be some spe- contractors specialized in building hotels uh, they must be having vast experience with hotels some are experienced in building high end luxury villas some are experienced in building uh, regular apartment buildings so uh, that does happen uh, you know so yes th- you would want to depending on what kind of project you're developing you would look at uh, that experience for the contractor so and then if we look behind the curtain of a contractor's business yes who is involved in their business like typically who will you as a consultant and your client the investor interface with there must be project managers and maybe lawyers I mean, or who else is yes, in that yes there'll be ecosystem. a project manager from the contractor side uh, there'll be you know the site engineer and uh, you know the other subcontractors as well because uh, not necessary everything the contractor the main contractor is doing himself he might subcontract as well And, and do you interface with the contractor or the subcontractor in those situations? Uh, you, you would ideally interface with the main contractor, but in some situations you might have to, you know, uh, uh, coordinate with the subcontractor as well. Uh, but typically the client would be dealing with the main contractor and it's the main contractor's job to deal with the subcontractor, but uh, you do have a say in the kind of subcontractor they choose because uh, you know what happens is there are a lot of specialized jobs when you are building something and if you want to have a specialized company which is say for example just giving an example there's a subcontractor which you know a company which specializes in doing landscaping and pools and you want them to do the job you can always ask the main contractor that you know i want this company to be doing my pool and uh, landscaping can you give me an example of maybe a few more typical subcontractors outdoor I mean, landscaping there is there is there's outdoor landscaping pool uh, the joinery uh you know the uh, mep the air conditioning you know so there are there are a lot of other subcontractors which come into the picture okay and then if you're working with subcontractors or if you're working with the contractor when a proposal is put together what is in the pricing and how do you pay like what are the typical things you can expect to see on a quote and over Look, what time when, do you pay for it when the main contractor is going to give you a quote he's going to give you the quote for the whole job whatever you've asked him to price okay uh so that is one aspect sometimes it also happens that certain things are put out of the scope of the main contractor and you as a client or a developer can ask that listen you know i don't want you to do this xyz job this i will get someone directly and i'll make them do it uh so that also happens uh when it comes to payments this is something really uh you know uh important for anybody to understand especially if they're doing it for the first time how typically uh, payments to contractors work is once you appoint a contractor a main contractor you give them a advance okay a 10% advance which is usually against a bank guarantee so the contractor gives you a bank guarantee for the 10% what he's taking from you as advance uh this advance gets deducted uh proportionately from every bill the contractor submits to you 
Uh, then what happens is once he's got an advance, obviously he mobilizes the site, starts building, and they keep sending you invoices time and again as per the work progress. Once you get an invoice, the consultant will certify the invoice. Now this is where I step in again for my client, and uh, my team takes care of uh, a thing which is very important, which is your cash flow management. We make sure that the certification which is happening is correct as per site, you know, because eventually you need to make sure that you're not overpaying the contractor in advance. Uh, so this is, again, we take care of. Uh, so then the contractor will keep billing as and when. Uh, also, you, from every payment you make to the contractor, you keep a 10% retention. Because typically what happens is a contractor gives you, has to give you, a one-year defect liability period. So what this means that once the project is complete, if there's any defect for of any nature whatsoever in the building uh, or the villa, whatever you're making, any defects, it's the contractor's liability to fix it, okay, without any additional cost to the client. Mm -hmm. uh, so you keep a 10% retention out of the total contract value, uh, which is a retention amount, which is just in case if the contractor after completing the job does not do that, you have that safety net of using that 10% retention amount to uh, carry out the uh, jobs if required any. Okay, and out yeah. of your total capital expenditure for a project like putting together your own, you know, building your own property in Dubai, how much should be allocated towards the contractor Look, and the uh, build? Raj, this is again, it depends on the kind of development. Uh, if you're developing a villa, that could be somewhere around maybe it can range from about 50 to 60 percent of the total project cost. If it's a building, it could be 60 percent or 65 percent of your total cost. Like uh, a like a, a multi-story. A multi-story, you say G plus four. But and if it's a high rise, it can go even much higher. Right. right. This is and this is because you were talking about built-up area. In exactly. First, so first it all stage. depends on how how much is the built-up area, uh, what's the cost of land, uh, you know. So it's 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 uh, subjective. But to, to imagine it being more than fifty percent is super fair. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Well, that's incredible. If somebody now has a bunch of designs in their hand and plans approved, and they're looking for contractors and they need some help immediately, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, they could reach out to me on any of my social media handles. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn at Tahir Majithia. They can drop me a DM or they could email me on Tahir at trustedhomesdubai.com. Great. And as mentioned, we have four stages that we've deep dived into. Yes. Stage one was identifying by the land. Stage two was design and plans approval. This episode is appointing a contractor. And coming up in the next episode is stage four, handover. If you want to consume... The whole series, where's the best way to get it? Uh, if you're viewing this on uh, YouTube, uh, I would request please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, your likes and comments are really appreciated. Uh, please hit the notification bell to stay updated. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and review. This really helps us getting discovered. And Spotify listeners, please follow. Amazing. Thanks so much, Tahir. Thanks, Raj.